Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about failure to thrive. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash failure to thrive or in the development section of the Zero to Finals pediatrics book. So let's get straight into it. Failure to thrive refers to poor physical growth and development in a child. Faltering growth is defined in the 2007 NICE guidelines on faltering growth in children as being a fall in weight across one or more centile spaces if their birth weight was below the ninth centile, two or more centile spaces if their birth weight was between the ninth and the 91st centile, and three or more centile spaces if their birth weight was above the 91st centile. Centile spaces are the distance between two centile lines on a growth chart. The distance between the 75th and the 50th centile line is a centile space. A weight that falls this distance is a drop across one centile space. For example, if the initial weight of a child is plotted halfway between the 9th and the 25th centile line, and several months later is plotted halfway between the 2nd and the 9th centile line, they have dropped a full centile space. Let's talk about the causes of failure to thrive. Anything that leads to inadequate energy and nutrition can lead to failure to thrive. The causes can be categorized as inadequate nutritional intake, difficulty feeding, malabsorption, increased energy requirements, and inability to process nutrition. So firstly, let's talk about the causes of inadequate nutritional intake. This could be maternal malabsorption if they're breastfeeding, iron deficiency anemia, family or parental problems, neglect, or inadequate availability of food, for example in poverty. Next, the causes of difficulty feeding. This could be due to a poor suck, for example in cerebral palsy, a cleft lip or palate, genetic conditions that lead to an abnormal facial structure that make feeding difficult, or pyloric stenosis, where the baby's unable to get food past the stomach to be digested. Next, the causes of malabsorption, and these can be cystic fibrosis, where they may have pancreatic insufficiency, celiac disease, cow's milk intolerance, chronic diarrhea, and inflammatory bowel disease. Next, the causes of increased energy requirements, and these are hyperthyroidism, any chronic disease, for example, congenital heart disease or cystic fibrosis, malignancy, and chronic or recurrent infections that may occur with HIV or immunodeficiency syndromes. Finally, the inability to process nutrients properly may occur with inborn errors of metabolism and type 1 diabetes. Let's talk more about assessment. The aim of assessment is to establish the cause of failure to thrive. This involves taking a full history, examining the child and completing relevant investigations. Key areas that need to be assessed are the pregnancy, birth, development and social history, the history of feeding or eating, it's worth observing the feeding, the physical and mental health of the mother, the parent-child interactions, the height, the weight and the BMI if they're older than two years, and plotting these on the growth chart, 
and calculating the mid-parental height centile. A feeding history involves asking about breast or bottle feeding, feeding times, the volume and the frequency, and any difficulties with feeding. An eating history involves asking about food choices, food aversion, mealtime routines and appetite. Asking the parent to keep a food diary can be helpful. BMI is calculated as weight in kilograms divided by the height in meters squared. The mid-parental height is calculated as the height of the mum plus the height of the dad divided by two. Outcomes from the assessment that would suggest inadequate nutrition or a growth disorder are height more than two centile spaces below the mid-parental height or a BMI below the second centile. So what investigations would you do? The NICE guidelines from 2017 on faltering growth recommend the following initial investigations. A urine dipstick to check for urinary tract infection and a celiac screen which involves anti-TTG or anti-EMA antibodies. Further investigations are usually not necessary where there are no other clinical concerns. Further investigations should be considered where additional signs or symptoms suggest an underlying diagnosis, such as cystic fibrosis or pyloric stenosis. Let's talk about management. Management depends on the cause and may involve input from the multidisciplinary team. All children with faltering growth should have regular reviews to monitor their weight gain. Reviews that are too frequent can cause parental anxiety. Where difficulty with breastfeeding is the cause, there are lots of ways for the mother to get support, including midwives, health visitors, peer groups and lactation consultants. Supplementing with formula milk is likely to improve growth. However, it often results in breastfeeding stopping. Mothers should be encouraged to feed with breast milk prior to top-up feeds and express when not breastfeeding to encourage lactation to continue. Where inadequate nutrition is the cause, there are several management options based on individual circumstances. Encouraging regular structured mealtimes and snacks is important. Reducing milk consumption can improve appetite for other foods. Review by a dietitian. Additional energy-dense foods can be added to boost calories and nutritional supplement drinks may be helpful in boosting the calories and nutrition. Where other measures fail and there are serious concerns, the multidisciplinary team may consider enteral tube feeding. This needs to have clear goals and a defined endpoint. So thanks for listening to this episode on Failure to Thrive. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. If you found the podcast helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Pediatrics book. You can also find full audiobook versions of the Zero to Finals books on Audible, and you can find notes, videos, illustrations, and questions completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerotofinals.com. And I hope you tune in for the next episode, which will be on short stature.